Welcome to Ten Bestest, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. Each week, we share our ten favorite things of the moment. Anything goes. All right, welcome everybody. My name is Brian Hart. I'm Karen McFarlane Holman, and here we go for another episode of Ten Bestest. And it is my turn to go first, so I am going to talk about a street artist or an artist, and his name is Findock. Findock is a self-taught, non-conformist urban artist who has defined and perfected an atypical spray paint style he is dubbed Urban Aesthetics. He hails from Cork City, Ireland, and he has paved a singular path through global urban art scene while keeping his gallery output deliberately minimal. So this is all some of my favorite things about street artists or artists in general. He kind of has this minimal design. He doesn't have big galleries or promotion. He doesn't self-promote a ton, but he has this amazing style that just draws you in. And the first time I saw it, he has a very famous one up in Portland. They're kind of these um, Asian influences of these beautiful women, usually women in big long gowns and then he spray paints this mask on them and the spray paint on purpose kind of drips down usually near their eyes and he's very mysterious and it's also another thing I love about street artists is he doesn't explain what his purpose he does say he has a very specific purpose and reason why he does that in most of his art but he doesn't reveal it which I think is super interesting and just has that mystery in that so you but you know like a lot of art he wants you to form your own opinion and it's and you interpret it how you want to. And I think that's really cool. And I was very fortunate to spend a little time kind of with him. He had a live Instagram where he talked to another artist, but it really got a sense of his personality. He's very humble. He did, He's self-taught, which I think is cool. He didn't start painting until he was 40, which is amazing. And he didn't consider himself good until he was 44. And he still doesn't think he's really good. He is, but he's very humble. So he's very humble, very honest. Uh, I just love this person. Check out Finduck. Oh, I love that he didn't start till he was 40. So it's have so cool. I seen his work? Is there any? So I'm sure you have. He has that really amazing full, it's a, like half of a building, a tall building of a woman uh, with a bird on her shoulder, oh, of in course, Portland? in Portland. And, okay, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, she has a kimono on or something like oh, that. Oh, yes, And, and of course, the mask. And and he might have work in Eugene as well. It, it could be. Possibly. Yes. Anyway, oh, that's so great. Yeah, I really, gosh, I would love for him to do something in Salem oh, sometime. Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, he's amazing, and he actually took a break. He stopped doing art for a little bit, while, a little oh. while, but I think he has since started back. But yeah, once you see if just the visualization of his art, he talks about usually, like I said, it's women, sometimes marginalized or oppressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done some indigenous also artwork and things like that, uh, but just very captivating. Very, oh, that's very great. cool. Well, I can't wait to look at the links that you post on yeah, our website. Yeah, so, for sure. Yay. All right. Well, moving on to my first cool sheet, I'm going to be talking about a YouTube video. This video makes me laugh so hard. I have watched it so many times at this point. This is Alton Brown's Dumbest Kitchen Gadgets. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. So Alton Brown, like he, his personality is just, uh, cracks me up. And, um, he 
hates unitaskers. So I don't know if he coined that term or not, but this is just anything that does just one thing. And so he just goes off about how just in general, unitaskers are terrible. And so then he goes through the a series of these unitaskers and how bad they are. And so the first thing he goes through is a strawberry slicer and the way he shows it. So he doesn't just show it and then says, oh, this is ridiculous. No, he goes through a whole escapade of things and you're just laughing along with him. And then he goes through one that's a cake pan that is specifically for people who like brownies where you have, where it's along the edge. You don't like the middle pieces, you want the edge. So it's like this weird shaped thing. And he just, he's throwing this thing off the building, metaphorically speaking. And he's like, just take out your muffin tin, people, and save yourself $35. So funny. Um, but my favorite is the meat handling and shredding claws. And the way he describes this one is he doesn't say anything about it. He just pulls up an Amazon review and he reads from that. And and I guess this review says, um, I'm not sure why this works because a fork could be used, like ultimately in the end. And then the last one, I'm not even going to say anything about it. It is so good. And I want to give everyone something to watch. Wait till the end to see. So again, this is Alton Brown's Dumbest Kitchen Gadgets. I was got a little bit nervous. I was like, oh, am I going to have one of these unitaskers? <laughs> I used to be into kitchen gadgets way more than I am now. Uh-huh. I am also kind of, I don't like many unitask items. Yeah. So I try to minimize everything in my life, but especially my kitchen gadgets. Yeah. But I well, certainly had it. some. Yeah. Well, and if, yeah, if you're a fan of Alton Brown, you know how he's wacky uh-huh. in general. He's kind of an OG, like viral food guy. You right. know, there's so many now and so many amazing ones where their personality is very different from his. Thank goodness, because you don't want a ton of Alton Browns. He's so original, though. And mm-hmm. he's so he's almost like the weird owl of <laughs> food. But but he's very intelligent, you know, informative. Everything is very very scientific a lot of the times oh, too, sure. which makes it so cool. Not maybe not this one necessarily. Well, yeah, no, but, but I've uh, seen a some lot of his stuff. Yeah, but yeah. he's so wacky at the same time, which right. is a cool combo because uh, you know sometimes that can, uh, if you get too analytical about it, it can be, seem very dry. But he keeps it approachable. He because really he's does. So, yeah, and he he does love nerding out. And yeah. so in a previous episode, we talked about intermolecular forces and how soap breaks down a virus. And he was actually really excited when he had a chance. He's like, I have been wanting to do a video about washing your hands for years and (laughs) no one would let me do it. And finally, now I get to talk about it because people are actually interested in it. And he went through the science of it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, He's great. I will say that I have a threshold of Alton Brown where I'm like, okay, I need a break. And that's why it's great. There's just short videos. You get your little dose and move on. Yeah. But he is great. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. All right. My next cool sheet is going to be a website. And this website is Creative Live. Creative Live is this really cool website uh, founded by Chase Jarvis, who I talked about actually way back in episode 56. So we will release our archive eventually if it's not already up. And you can check that out. He's a photographer, a very famous photographer. 
And he started this website, and it was actually, there's a lot of these learning websites now, um, but this, I believe, was one of the first ones. So there's Udemy and there's all these other ones. This one, Creative Live, was quite a while ago. And what I like about it is you can subscribe, you can pay for classes individually, you can subscribe like most of these have. But what he has is there's many ones that are on live and you can watch those for free right now. There are at least four videos, probably more. One, and so, and he has different categories. So it's not just photography. So right now there's uh, one on money and life. There's three on money and life. Then there's one on photo and video. There's one on art design and music and craft making. These are all online right now as I'm talking and recording this episode. So, And they change all the time. And you can see a schedule of what's coming up. So if you have a certain amount of time uh, where you know you're going to be off and you want to learn something new, you can see what uh, that subject might be and if it interests you. And you can tune in for free. Like I said, all those classes are then available later on and you can purchase them. And he has lots of sales and different things, so they're not always super expensive. Uh, but eventually it might come up for free too if you want to play it that way. His main sections are Money and Life, Photo and Video, CLTV, Art and Design, and Music and Audio, So and Craft and Maker. So if you like any of those things, definitely check out Creative Life. Wow, that includes like basically everything you would ever want. <laughs> yeah, very, very wide That's array awesome. of things that that you would be interested in. Yeah, so. uh, and it's probably really well done. And just... Oh, yeah. I mean, he is definitely a professional. And of course, now it's a team of uh-huh. people, but they're all very well done, very big names that have been on the show. So world-famous photographers and Money coaches and life coaches. I know Tim Ferriss has been on there. And like I said, some of the best photographers in the world, including Chase, of course, himself Mm -hmm. has been on there before. Art people, music people. Yeah, it's a really good resource. But I love the fact that you can get some free stuff, too. Yeah. Oh, that's always life. I love it when people do that. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of resources, my next cool sheet, I'm going to be talking about a website. And I would describe this as an alternative to using a regular old search engine. Um, Now, it might depend on what it is that you're looking for, but as we all know, when you use a regular search engine, you look up something and the next thing you know, you're getting advertisements about it. And, um, And also, sometimes you're not just looking for... Um, to look up maybe another website or another resource, but you're looking for a number, like what's the stock market doing? Or what is the circumference of a pie that is 18 inches across or something like that, where you're actually trying to do a calculation? Okay, so here's this website called Wolfram Alpha. Weirdest name. I actually don't know why they named it that. But this is something that is used in schools. And then since they started using it in schools, because there's a lot of learning resources, then other people, companies and entrepreneurs and and just other people have started using it. So it is a a different way of doing a search, as I said. And what they say, what they're claiming is that this is fundamentally, it's a new paradigm for searching for something. And so instead of going in and just looking at the World Wide Web. Is that even a word anymore? I don't know. But in any case, they go in and they do a bunch of calculations based on algorithms and methodologies. 
in their system. So to give some examples how this might work, there's several categories. So one is mathematics, one is everyday culture, one is science and technology. So let's go back to, I gave that example of a pie. And so this could be a baker who's trying to figure out how many pies should I make if I am going to be catering an event or something like that? And so you need to actually do some geometry. And so you could use Wolfram Alpha to do that. You could look at it for looking up mortgage rates or something about mortgage, again, without then getting spammed with advertisement or something like that. So I've only described like 0.1% of what they can do. So it's worth checking out. Wolfram Alpha. Yeah, they got to work on that name a little they bit. They really do. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't say it. If you can't say it, I can't say it for sure. Or remember it. That's uh, that's the tricky part, yeah. right? So definitely you can go on our website and see the show notes. So that'll take you right there. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that is, you know, everybody knows, especially these days, it's so creepy. If you, I it, know. It, it's not true, but it does seem like if you just think about something, all of a sudden it's on every social media feed or your phone everywhere like I google know. search everything it just pops up it's like it can read your mind it's super Ugh. creepy no one likes that although you know once in a while i'm like oh yeah i was looking that up and it is know. you know but that's like one out of a million that it actually is helpful most yeah. of the time it's creepy and annoying creepy, creepy. so that's cool that there's a way to not have that creep yes. factor <laughs> all right thank you for sharing you're welcome my next cool sheet is a website, and this website is called Tanks Good News. So I talked a little bit uh, a few shows ago about the podcast or the YouTube channel Some Good News with John Krasinski, and this is uh, it's kind of led into this uh, rabbit hole, which is also a podcast I've talked about. No relation to any of that, but uh, it was on a really cool rabbit adventure uh, that I went to of all this good news, other other resources that are talking about good things happening around the world because. There are so many dark things all the time, but especially now that are happening. And it is good to search out some of the good stuff. And this website is a fantastic place for that. In fact, he started the website. He said, this is a place for people to come escape the toxic media news cycle. You will only see positive stories and occurrences that happen in the world all day, every day. But you have to seek them out. So it's harder to find these good things. So this is one place where you can find them easily. So he takes care of that, the seeking part. His name is Tank Sinatra, who founded it. He's this big muscular guy with a bald head and tattoos. And I love when people break stereotypes because if I would say a lot of people, if they saw him on the street, they might go to the other side of the street because he kind of looks, you know, quote unquote scary, but he's super cool and nice. He's nothing like what your stereotype might be. That's what I love that about him just in general. But uh, this website is so great. It talks about real life heroes. There's different sections here. Real life heroes, good business, celebs with a heart and incredible kids. So then you can dive into each one of those categories. Of course, on the front page, it's kind of the top stories that have he's found in the moment. But you can again, dive down in each category. What I also like and what I probably see more often than his website is his Instagram. Instagram page, and I'm sure he probably has a Facebook page as well, but that will show just news articles, you know, in picture form, and then you can go a little bit further, but it's a really cool thing to have in your Instagram feed of just this really good news, and I really enjoy it. Tanks, good news. Oh, yeah, I want to follow him on Instagram. I love 
just getting the positive vibes going. Yeah, like I said, there's so many dark things yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's true. Media, I feel like, is important, but it is definitely dark a lot of the time. Right. And, and sometimes I right. I you just know had enough <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, I need the good stuff. Yes. And this is a very good place to find the good stuff. Yes, please. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, my next cool sheet, I'm going to be talking about an author, and this is Sir Terry Pratchett. He has a had a long, distinguished career. Uh, he's from the UK, and although it is more than just writing books as an author, this man started very, very young. He was nine years old when he first started writing short stories. So I love examples of people who start later in life, but I also love the ones where they start really young, and he's one of those. And so when he was in his early 20s, that's when he published his first book. But it was his early 30s when he started writing this series that he is arguably most famous for. It's called Discworld. And that might not be one that comes to most people's minds unless they're, um, they know a lot of fantasy novels. So these are all in the fantasy realm. And he started these in the 1980s. Okay, so where he comes into this and one of the reasons why he was knighted was that he was one of the first authors and especially male authors who was writing from a feminist point of view. So there he was in the 1980s, all these fantasy novels, and he what it was feminism was just throughout was um, a common thread in there. And so that made him stand out and brought him to light for many, many different people. There were quite a few who tried to work with him to turn them into TV shows and movies and things, but he really wasn't interested in getting famous, getting a lot of money. He really, what he was most excited about that he said is once he made a name for himself and he was famous is he wanted to use that as a platform for Alzheimer's. So he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and he wanted to talk more about that really openly with people. And um, to let them know, yes, I am dying of this, and so let's bring this to light. So he did pass away in 2015, and one of the quotes he is best known for is, Give a man a fire, and he's warm for a day. Set fire to him, and he is warm for the rest of his life. Sir Terry Pratchett. Whoa, that's a pretty cool quote. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, it's funny cause that quote, I'm like, set fire to him, but it's, you know, that the yeah, fire exactly. within him, <laughs> not, I guess. Not the literal set fire to him. Yes, exactly. And I love it cause it's kind of the, kind of a play on that. Give a man a fish exactly. type idea, but right. different and still very, very cool. Yes. Yes. Like something will keep you going. So yeah, it's just a really wonderful human. Yeah, gosh, we need more of those too. Yeah, exactly. So very cool. Thank you. Yeah, so and much. he really he wanted um, people to know more about um, assisted dying. Yeah, where you get to make the choice and um, and all that. So that was something. Also, he you know so he was he chose things he felt strongly about and and yeah, and a lot of things out. that people didn't want to talk about that often. So. Yes, right. Def- definitely controversial. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool. All right, my next cool sheet is a, and this, I don't know if I've talked about this before, it's a Twitter thread. (laughs) So 
I just don't do much Twitter anymore. Uh, talk about something that's kind of gone toxic and it's a little bit darker these days and I just lost my interest too. It's not all dark. But there are gems. There are some really neat things. So this is actually from last year, December 9th, 2019 is when this thread came out and it, it was honoring, it's called The Origin of Carol Spiney's Character on Sesame Street. Uh, his characters, plural. So he passed away on December 8th in 2019, and immediately this person, Brian J. Jones of the New York Times, and also a best-selling biographer. In fact, he did one on a biography on Jim Henson, which is very famous, a book on Jim Henson. So he's very entrenched in the Sesame Street uh, you know, world. He's an expert in this. And he did this beautiful Twitter thread all about uh, detailing kind of how Carol, uh, how he started and how he met Jim Henson and then how he developed his character. So he is most famous for Big Bird. Who doesn't love Big Bird? And Jim Henson had this vision of creating a character that four children and that displayed kind of the eyes of a child. And that is such a perfect way to describe Big Bird. What you, If you know Big Bird, you know that that is exactly they accomplished what they were after. He also uh, did Oscar the Grouch. So I love the fact that it's the total yin and yang of the Sesame Street world. Basically the most optimistic, almost optimistically naive character. And then like the big grouchy guy. <laughs> So I love that he did both of those. It's how perfect is that? Anyway, I definitely suggest checking out this Twitter thread and understanding this kind of the lifespan of his this beautiful person's life. It is a origins of Carol Spiney's characters on Sesame Street. Wow. How long is the thread? Uh, the thread is... It's okay if you don't know. It is 18 different entries. Okay. That you can read in order. So, That's so interesting. So, you know, it keeps those characters. There's a character limit, of course. So it's not super mm. long, but yeah, it is yeah. just a beautiful thing to see and how he, how he displays it, this, you know, over yeah. a Twitter thread. I think it's a very cool way to display that. And yeah. it's good to know that Twitter can be used for good still. Right. And <laughs> there are some very, there are some really cool gems. And, and I'm tr- not trying to knock Twitter because it does have some very cool things yeah, no, about true. it. But I just, I just haven't used it more, even more than the, the bad stuff. It's just, it's not one of those things I was very good at, I guess. And uh, in either tweeting myself or finding things that were interesting. But this... Yeah. Is a nice. beautiful little gem. Very nice. Yeah, personally, and I, I timeless just, too. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just had to put the lid on. I could only do so many yeah. social media platforms. Yeah, exactly. And so yep. Excellent. All right. Well, my next cool sheet is a tech tip, and this is specific to video conferencing, and even more specific, it is to Zoom. And this is a setting that once I discovered, it was very, very helpful. And this can be helpful for if you are a musician or, and there's probably other things I haven't even thought of, but if you're a musician and you're trying to either play along with or maybe have a music lesson with somebody, it could also be if you are doing music like exercise class that has music in the background, it can also be helpful as far as that goes. Okay, so this is the thing is that Zoom needs to use as little bandwidth as is possible in order to handle a whole bunch of users at once. And so what Zoom does 
is that if you are speaking, it detects where your voice is then trailing off and it cuts it off. And so that's how it's, you know, everywhere where there's a voice, it's constantly doing this so that can save some bandwidth. So what happens musically is that's a disaster. So you imagine if you're playing guitar and then you go into a part where it's a little bit quieter, Zoom is going to cut that off. And if you're doing an exercise class and you're yelling and you have music in the background, Zoom is going to try to actually suppress the music completely. So there is a way, and I, so this is what I will post, is going into the advanced settings, and all you have to do is find the setting that says enable original sound, and then it will not do that thing where it cuts things off. Now, if you're just using it for regular talking, go don't do that because then you're helping the wider community, you know, with the bandwidth. But if you need that sound, you need it. And so go in and basically just check that box and the video I'm going to show also, it shows the difference between when it's checked and when it's not. So you can really see the difference and hear the difference that it makes. Enable original sound on Zoom. Whoa, I wish you would have talked to me about an hour sooner on this one because I just did a Zoom call with uh, who's going to be a special guest. Uh, I'm doing a Sundance family oh, episode yeah. and I recorded and it's funny, me. I just went back into my Zoom settings and I was like, oh, Original sound was off. Oh, shoot. Now, for the show platform, I think it works because uh-huh. I'm quiet while he's Tony was going and vice versa. Gotcha. So I don't think we cut each other. But, you know, that is. It's important. And, and I remember even looking at it and I was like, oh, yeah, Karen told me about this one time. But is it on or is it off? We're like, which one? I don't know. I didn't have time. You know, you get a rush. Oh, gotcha. But, uh, so I think it worked out for me, but it's really good to know for the future. For oh, for sure. sure. Very mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, we're using Zoom a lot more often these days. Yeah. So it's Yeah, and actually, honestly, right, it wouldn't even have to be music if you just wanted the best quality yeah. voice yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. All right, my last cool sheet is, uh, and I don't know if I've ever done this before, it's an animal. And this animal, I've talked about humans a lot, although this, I swear to this animal has a human spirit. And that is Caesar the No Drama Llama. And so Cesar is very local, and that's why I'm kind of having it here at the end. But he's actually gotten international attention lately. Uh, He's been featured in the New York Times and the Washington Post. So Cesar is this beautiful llama. He's white and fluffy and gorgeous and the most gentle, amazing, magical soul I've ever seen in a, not only a llama, but maybe any animal and most humans. Like, he's just so amazing. And he, so Larry McCool is his handler, I don't know, for lack of a better term that you would call him. And he is also a very, very kind man and very cool. He's been at TEDx Salem. So Larry and, and Cesar have been at TEDx Salem before, but he also just walks around Salem a lot. Now he's been going to protests in Portland. And so the protesters can come and hug him and just you instantly are calmed down and you, you're at peace and you just... He brings this presence that's just, I I keep saying magical, but it's so true. Once you have an interaction with Cesar, it is magical. He's so sweet. And a lot of the times when you think about llamas, people think about spitting and being a little bit aggressive and things like that. And that's actually biting you even. That can be very true. But Cesar is different. 
and again, magical. <laughs> like he's just such an amazing person. Everybody can hug him and take pictures. He loves it. He's I've put him in an elevator and done things that I thought would not work. And he's always been so magnificent. And more people need to know about Cesar, the no drama llama. So I don't know if you did this. You you called him a person, which I just, I think that's so awesome. Every time I, <laughs> but he is he's just like, the, and you know what? I think I just realized as you were talking, I was like, he is a unicorn. Like if there, if there is a unicorn on the planet, truly. he is one. Truly. And I do. I swear I've had like face-to-face interactions and I'm like, yeah. this is a person. This is, yeah. you know, and, and maybe that's whatever me projecting or, but it does say something about there's a bigger connection. So there true. are not humans and animals. There is much more going on. And he is like next level. He like is amazing. He has bridged the gap a little bit for me. And I think and it's not just me because so many, everybody posts him on social media. Mm-hmm. And now I, and like I said, now he's getting international attention be, and it's well-deserved because he changes people's lives instantly. Yeah. When you see him. People run across the street. It has stopped musical venues <laughs> before. Like I, I know some people, some musicians actually are like, man, I was like playing a show and everybody instantly left. And I'm like, is the world on fire? No, Cesar is just outside. <laughs> yes, he's and everybody, a celebrity. Yeah. And so, so some people may not be like him as much as <laughs> others, but I think they get over that yeah. and most people know. Well, they can't blame so, him. I mean, he's just so magical. Oh, yeah. That's great. You talked about him. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I am to my last cool sheet and oh my gosh, I, I love this. So, This is an article, but it is really, it's focusing on this specific travel photographer. So the name of the article is um, something about travel photographers taking epic travel photos, something. But let me tell you about the main point. So this is about Erin Sullivan. And she has been a travel photographer for a long time. She has traveled the world and taking tons of spectacular photos And her slant, her eye, what she is looking for are landscape photographs where she tries to make them look like something else and make it more abstract. So here's an example. She might look for a mountain and then the way she would take her photograph and the angle and the the time of day and all of that would be to make the mountain look like a tie-dye. Okay, then pandemic hit, quarantine hit and all this, and she couldn't travel anymore. And so she pivoted as people do, as people have done. And so she switched it around. And so this was her idea of what can I do in my home to take a picture of something and then make it now look like a landscape photograph. So she, to bring the analogy all the way around, took a photo of a tie-dye t-shirt and made it look like the painted hills or something like that. And so she has this, all the follow on Instagram and her website, there are these epic scenes and she'll use little figurines and it looks like they are crawling through ice caves or they're in the Grand Canyon or something like that. And she created a hashtag, hashtag our great indoors, she calls it. 
And it's just so much fun how she took this that some people might be really upset and she turned it around and just turned it into a really cool thing. Travel photographer Aaron Sullivan. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that this is our last cool sheet because I am immediately going to go subscribe to her Instagram and dive yes. in. It's all the things I love. This I love photography. I love art. I love seeing things, anything in a new and different way. Right. Like, yeah. oh, all of these things that you were talking about uh-huh. with just like fireworks going off in my head <laughs> as you were describing oh, it. Love it. And I cannot wait. And it, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I got to go because I got to go dive down the rabbit hole here. Thank you to all of our listeners and stay curious. Want to learn more about this week's cool sheets? Head on over to 10bestus, that's 10bestus.com for links to all of our cool sheets. And sign up for our monthly newsletter with bonus cool sheets and other fun stuff. 10 Bestus will be back with an all-new episode next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern.